Hello and welcome to the Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Ficini. We're presented by CLNS Media. Today on the show, good friend of the program, dear, sweet friend of the program, Robbie Calland is here. And if Robbie is here, there's only one reason. It's because we're going to get some good old-fashioned gambling on here. Robbie, how are you doing? I'm, we're gonna I'm talk fantastic. about We're going to talk about NBA, total, NBA win totals today. I love NBA win totals. Over, under. We're going we're gonna to toss out a number. And we have to say if it's going to be over or under that win total. The sports book that we're going to use is mm-hmm. Westgate. It is the current the number. The Mecca. You and Mecca. I were just at Westgate <laughs> like two months ago. We were. I was watching. Just locked in on Essendon. Yeah, just out here. Just dialed in. Uh, Screaming at the TV. Completely did not care. That was the same night the Kawhi news broke. Kawhi Paul George to the Clippers. Sam couldn't care less. Locked in. Yeah, I was going to say, we should tell that story. You guys are like freaking out because like you and I was here with you, Martin and Brad Roland. All three of you work for Uproxx, obviously. And you guys just like start melting down. You're like, oh my God, like we have to like get six posts up right now. So you yeah, literally run, arrived. You literally run out to your car to get your computer. Yes. Martin is having like, I, I mean, like a small. It's a Martin. Martin was being Martin. Is really yeah. the best way to put it. A minor like anxiety moment where he's like, "Oh my yeah. god, we got to do like ninety things at once." Mm-hmm. Brad is working. Like Brad's just out here rolling, and here I am, could screaming, not care less, screaming, screaming at legit a box soccer channel that we beg the people at Westgate to put on, yelling. Like we're like just dialed in, and I just hear Sam yell at some some name that I've never heard of. Uh, I'm st- screaming at Orazio Fantasia, screaming like the, at him. That's part of it. So, like, it worked out great for us because this was in the like this was what 1050, 10.45-ish at night, right around eleven. Yeah. Everybody's at summer league, so at ten forty-five at night, everybody is at a late dinner, yeah, or uh, like pretty or drunk already, tables, or at the bar, or at the club. So nobody's doing anything. We just happened. We were like, yes, yeah, and we'll give you a ride. We'll go up to Westgate. We hit the tables. We had come back. You know, we we grinded for like an hour at the table. We had come back. We were just in the book. Well, and there. it was it was the same night as the earthquake too. The earthquake game. And so the people, earthquake game happened while we were at Canes. Yeah, we, we had just, left at the halftime because like we had seen a half of Zion. He wasn't going to play the second half. We were like, screw this. We got out of there. We were at Canes getting. My, my priority was Essendon. I didn't really care about oh, yeah, the I summer know. league. I was just yeah, like, no, nah, I'm good. Well, the other thing is, you've, you've seen Zion plenty. You didn't. You didn't need the experience uh, of summer league Zion. That's true. I'm excited. It'll be his first preseason game in New Orleans, though. That'll I am fun. excited for that. That's going to be. That'll cool. be. I'll be. I'll be there. But uh, yeah, so we we were just up at Westgate. It worked out for us because my book bag was you know a thousand feet away at my car. So I got my stuff out, hopped on that that free Superbook Wi-Fi salute, and uh, we had the first post up of anybody. Like we were we were just swimming and swimming in the great traffic. So uh, Sam is directly responsible for that. Cause otherwise we would have been at a bar at tables. You um, would have been at tables, probably eight whiskey Coke, Steve kettles. We drink kettles, kettles, on, sorry, kettle on rocks, rocking it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, so, so Sam, Sam kept us, kept us sober and in Wi-Fi zone. So, so of, all, of all people to be responsible, like it was me. I'm, it's, I mean, look at you. I'm very You're proud of myself. Up. You're growing up. We all are. Married married man now. 
you know, responsible. I'm soon to be. Changes Oops. the man. We should we should talk about that. We should talk about your wedding planning at the beginning of the second podcast that we're going to record. Okay, sure. We're, yeah, we're going to do the Eastern Conference in this first podcast, and Robbie's going to come back for a second podcast where we talk about um, the Western Conference over under win totals. So we're going to run through these teams by division. We're going to run through the Atlantic, uh, the Central, and then the Southeast divisions uh, in alphabetical order. We're not going to like go crazy and do anything where we're prioritizing teams. So if your team is Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's if your team's last, go to a place that has uh, an earlier name in the letter in the alphabet. That's yeah, that's it. So if you're that's trying, to you? skip, yeah, if if you're trying to skip along, assume that you know you, you can figure out where your team's going to be within this. Washington's going to be last. To yep. be honest, Washington probably deserves to be last. Correct, but that's fine. So, so is the Southeast Division. If we're going to be honest, <laughs> if we're going to be real about it, so let's uh let's just jump right in. Let's have fun. We're going to try and not make these like overly long because I don't want this podcast to last two hours. Four hours. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's go. Boston. Their yes. over under at the Westgate right now is 49.5. Correct. If you had to put an over under on it, where are you at? So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and let the people know each time uh, we, we talk about these, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to make picks, but we'll let you know when we yeah. are like strong. It's like, we're going to pick every single one. But I'll let you know if it's just a lean because I have to make a pick or if, or if it's stone cold lock of the century. Um, Boston, I, I think this number is pretty close to right. I, I just want to say that to start. Um, if I were going to lean one way or the other, I would maybe lean over. Like I think they can get the 50 wins in the East. But again, I think this is a 48 to 51 win team. Like I think they're right around where they were last year. Um, all of this comes down to what kind of defensive slippage they see without Al Horford. I think that's that is the determining factor on what the Celtic season looks like. Um, a lot of talks going to be about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown getting back in the form. That's important. But I think the thing that probably isn't talked about enough within the overall uh, league sense about the Celtics is how much you lose defensively when you replace Al Horford with Anis Kanter. Um, and you lose Aaron Baines, who Horford and Baines were just kind of anchors on both units, whoever they were out there with. Uh, and, and now we're going to find out, I mean, Kemba's not a great, you know, point guard at the at the point of attack defensively. And now you also don't have that guy in the center who can erase mistakes, who's just always going to be in the right spot. Like Horford, better defender than I think people give him credit for or think about him because he's an undersized five as far as height. Crazy long wings. Always has been a great rim, rim protector, even going back to Atlanta. Moves really well. Moves pretty well in space and just is always in the right spot. And you won't get that with Cantor. That's the determining factor on how high they can go. But I, I guess I would lean over, but don't let. So I actually feel... I'm not going to say like strong about this, but I feel, you know, this is not going to be like one of my five favorite picks, but it's probably mm. going to be somewhere in the top 10, I would say okay. for the whole league. I think under for that. Okay. And I think it's in large part because of Al. Like we can talk yeah. about like the difference between Kemba and Kyrie. And I think Kemba's, Kemba's like a slight downgrade from sure. Kyrie, a very, very small one, but like just slightly worse to me. It's like you said, this is a team that over the course of the last couple of years, at least has been really good defensively. Right. They finished seventh in defensive efficiency last year. You're telling me that a team that is probably going to start Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, I mean, let's let's say Marcus Smart and Ennis Cantor 
Maybe they go smaller a little bit, right? That's probably the move. Yeah, could could swap could could see Hayward at the four some. Could see Hayward coming off the bench. Could be Marcus Smart coming off the bench. Right. Um, there's, I, I think I think they're going to do a lot of different lineups this year. I don't think we're going to see the same starting lineup for like seventy games, pending health, obviously. But I think I think even with health, I think they're going to they're going to be a, a real like matchup focused lineup team. Yeah. And like I think Marcus is an incredible defender, like mm-hmm. probably one of the five best perimeter defenders in the league. Um, right. To me, though, Al Horford's like one of the ten best defenders, like full stop in the league. Yeah, and, period. And I mean, we and we know perimeter defense isn't as isn't as important as big man defense. Like it's just not. Right. Like we we know this, and so like I'm with you. I guess I'm not super high on a lot of teams in the East this year, and I think there's just some wins out there um, sure. to be had, and that's why I. Again, that's why like my lean is is over as if they're healthy. I mean, like they're just they're just that talented of a team still. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's serious questions defensively. I just think if you're just stacking them up on paper, and the one thing about the Celtics that they last year was the year that they didn't. But in previous years, like when they're playing the underdog role, they're one of those teams that just kind of like the Blazers. They overachieve in the regular season because they just they just play hard, you know. They do, and so like. When the other team's on, like, the third game in four or five nights, like, they they might just not want to be there. Boston kind of wants to be there every night. Um, a bunch of try-hard dudes on the team, which, like, that's not an insult. It's just kind of like that's how Stevens likes to have the guys play, and I think it can be to the detriment in the postseason because there's not that extra gear. Like, you just – you are what you are. Yeah. Um, but in the regular season, I think that picks them up, like, three wins they, they may not otherwise should get. And that's why with Boston, I tend to lean over, especially on a number that's like this, where I think I think 50, 50 wins 50. probably gets that's, 30. I think 50 30. is like a lot of wins, though. Uh, again, like just the East, there's just, you know, there's just wins that you're just going to gobble up. I don't know. I'm, I, again, I don't love it. I don't love it. I understand all the arguments against it. So, like, to me, to get to 50 wins I gotta for go Boston. Over on some, I got to go over on somebody in the East, and there's not any that I'm going to do. So that's what sure. I'm Sure. I think that's reasonable. But, like, to get to over with Boston, I think you need to get to a few steps, right? You need to say that Kemba's going to have a really, really good season. You're mm-hmm. going to get to the point where you're going to say Jason Tatum's going to take a leap, right? So, like, yeah, definitely. I mean, just... Yeah, definitely just a step forward from where he was last year as far as consistency. Like, J- like Jason needs be- to now be like a legit number two on a top 10 team in the NBA sure. at yep, 21 sure. years old. That's that's tough. It's a, it's a step. It's um, for sure. A step. You need Jalen Brown to like figure his shit out kind of on offense. Get it together, right? Jake. Get it together. Yeah. You need uh, Gordon to be healthy. Yeah, Gordon's got to be solid. And you need this team to develop a defensive identity that sure. it's like very clearly lost, I think, without yeah. Warford. So no, I, I'm with you. I just it's just a lot for me. Like it's I'm it not saying that it's impossible. It's just a I'm lot. Not, I'm not I'm not endorsing people put their hard earned dollars on this. I'm just I'm being asked a question and I'll lean over and I yeah. I don't love it. Somebody's gotta go over in these though. There's I I like I'm this. A, we disagree on the first one. Like I am good. It makes for better podcasting. Yeah. Better, better entertainment. There's probably not going to be too, too, too many of those. So let's go to Brooklyn. Yep. The Nets right now are at 44. Mm. This opened, I think, for most people at like 45 and a half or so. Like most most teams, uh, points bet had this opening at 50 and a half, which is God, God bless points bet. God bless points bet. Uh, you should just park yourself at points bet on opening opening day for futures always. <laughs> uh, I'm just, oh boy. I'm just salute. Them, uh, my bookie, just lock it bet, in. Man. Bet DSI gives you a couple good ones as well. Uh, 
that DSI is a disaster. Good luck getting your money out too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a time with that one. Cause that's, that's where my Luka Doncic 25 to one winnings are for rookie of the year. <laughs> you were like, I mean like, yeah, so I mean, that's the thing is like these futures, like some of the offshore spots are and points, bets stateside. So I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who runs points, bet, but like lock it up, man. What a, what a move. Um, also, when did they, also, I guess the question is like, when did they open these? Like, I think they, I think part of their problem is they, they tried to be the first to the first to the window, I guess. Yeah. And so they open them before, for the sharp books do. Cause there are some weird, there are some weird ones. We'll get, we'll, yeah. Anyway. We'll get, we'll get to that. Well, so there's some, the, the number here is 44 for Brooklyn. If you have to lean, where are you going to lean? <sighs> they lost a lot. Like there's a lot of turnover in Brooklyn. Um, a lot of turnover, for sure. A lot of turnover. I mean, they, I, man, again, not an endorsement. Um, so I, Ky- I think Kyrie is good, and he's better Kyrie than D'Angelo. I think Kyrie. I think Kyrie's gonna have a really good year. I agree. I with think. You. I think he's. I mean, we saw in year one in, in Boston, he was he was great before the injury. Uh, I think year one, Kyrie's fine. I think it's the question mark is gonna be like, how do the guys respond to Kyrie as they keep going and as his personality wears on them more and more. Yeah, totally that, and that was that was the issue in Boston. So, so here here is my question for you on Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn scrounged together like a top fifteen defense last year. They were fourteenth in defensive efficiency um, with guys like Damari Carroll. Uh, Ed Davis was on this team last year. Uh, yep. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is a good defender, even if he creates offensive difficulties. Right. Um, there's just a lot of defensive turnover, and I can't really tell you what I think this defense looks like right now. Because I don't know what the rotations look like right now. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. The most, I think that's so. For I, I, I want to say all this is Brooklyn's a stay away for me. Uh, I agree with Brooklyn. you wholeheartedly. I, I think, will say that. I think I think forty four is a great number. That'd be two wins more than last year. Um, in an East where, like I said, with Boston, there's wins to be had. You know, you get to play the Nets a lot or the Knicks. You know, four times. That's like, that's fun. Um, I I think forty four is a good number. I guess I would lean if if you maybe choose I would probably lean under simply on the play of like if Kyrie gets hurt this team's rough. Yes, I agree. Right? Like I think and that's Ky- Kyrie is a guy that tends to miss like and you know, he 15 misses games, 20, 20 games. 20 games, you know, so like if Kyrie misses 20 to 25 games I think this comes under. I agree with you. And so I don't again I don't like that's the only play I would make and that's just but like I would never put money on the speculation of injury concerns for a guy who is currently healthy. So yeah, I am going to stay away from this as well. My slight lean is over. Um, If only just because like I look at the East and I think, uh, you know, a a backcourt of Kyrie, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, obviously. Uh, Then you have Torian Prince. You have Garrett Temple. Uh, Not, Not a Torian Prince guy. Yeah, I know you're not a Torian Prince guy, but he's like, I think that if you put Torian in a more competent defensive situation, he might give a shit more. Well, that, and that's the question. And it's, it's been the thing. And this is always interesting with young guys that, that have defensive tools and play on bad teams is like, there's not a lot of incentive to put in the effort on that because like nobody, nobody's telling you all great defense when you still lost by 20. Right. So like, you're like, let's go get buckets and look, Torian can spot up in the corner with the best of them. Like we yeah. know that. Like I think Kyrie and Spencer are going to get him buckets. Yeah. Like, and so like if he, if he's happy in that role, he is not going to move the ball real well. So it, it, when it gets to him, that better be when you want it to get to him. Yeah. Uh, 
He does not move the ball especially well. And defensively, if he cares, he can work into this rotation. But the nice thing is they don't have to lean on him. No, like Atlanta has to lean on him. He's like their backup 3-4 man. Like it, yeah. It's like a totally... He might, he might play 18 minutes a game, Yeah, which is probably the best role for him um, right now. So, yeah, I, I want to see what the front court rotation is. Uh, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. Theoretically, they should have rim protection for 48 minutes now, right i mean like i'm yeah you would nick's, think nick's a project i'm not really expecting much from claxton this year but yeah, like but i'm just trying to think of like they, they don't have a ton behind those two but like they'll stagger them but I, like the four spot they'll go small some torian can play before um, i mean like i i would think that they're Derek's small gonna play some i would think they're probably going to be small 90 percent of the time yeah i mean like just, just they, they don't Wilson Chandler like when he gets back from suspension right they just don't have a four basically yeah and so like I I don't love the Nets again like I think 44 is the right number I think that's where they finish um, yeah. again the lean on the under is simply because I have enough question marks about health with a few of those guys particularly Kyrie you know we we want to see everybody stay healthy but like you, you those questions lean me under if you have to make me think yeah totally agree uh let's go to the Knicks Let's, under. Let's let's have fun with the Knicks. The Knicks, uh, <laughs> Just hammer it. The Knicks are twenty seven and a half. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I think that number is like it's not awful. close. Yeah, like I, I I don't feel like awesome about that number. I still like the now. I will say this: they've upgraded their talent. Okay, which wasn't hard to do, but you have a like you know like Julius Randle's good. Like he just is. Um, but they're just, they're a young team relying on only young guys. I just, I just say under like RJ Barrett's just, RJ Barrett's going to lose him five games. He might win them a couple, but he's not going to win them more than he loses them, but that's okay. He's a young guy. You're supposed to do that with your young guys. I just don't try like young guys don't win you games. Like the coaches hate young players for the most, unless they're a development coach and they know what this is. I'm fascinated to see how much Fizz is willing to stick with the plan of playing the young guys because he's got bad options now. You know? I mean, what, like, what's his fucking option to play to play Julius at the three? Like, he has so many fours that... That's the thing. He has too many fours. <laughs> so, like, you're stacking up weird minutes. Like, I think the Mitchell Robinson hype has gotten a little bit out of control. A little bit. I like him. I like him. He's uh, really good. He, Mit- Mitchell's he should, good. No, he's, he's very good. More minutes usually bring some of the productivity and efficiency numbers down a little bit. Like, everybody, fans love per, per 36 numbers. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that's not how it works. It's just not. Guys get tired if they play more. We watched Mitchell at Summer League come damn close to fouling out of a game. Like, he's still, he's still, I mean, he almost, got, he almost he gave us a Papa Giannis. He did. Uh, the, Greg Oden fouled out twice or three times in Summer League his first year. Um, he's, he's a bunny. And he jumps a lot, and that gets you in trouble. Um, so more and, minutes. And like how, like how Ricky Bobby doesn't always know what to do with his hands. Mitchell doesn't, doesn't always know what to do with his limbs. No. Like they just kind of <laughs> kick out everywhere. Just gangly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the Knicks the only place. Too many young guys. I will say this: I am not going to bet on this. Okay. I'm not I'm not going to bet on the Knicks under. In part because like I don't want to have to like watch Knicks games. Fair, that's fair. Like, I will, honestly, like, I'll watch a decent amount of them just because they have RJ. They have, I, I'm, I'm like one of those people. I'm one of those people who still enjoy Alonzo Trier. Like, I, I enjoy watching Alonzo Trier. You love Isozo. I do. Like, you, I, you, you love him. Where are you at on, where are you at? I, I think the Kevin Knox train has, has reached its, its bottom point. I think he's not as bad as people think. I agree with that. I think that people 
I think he got overextended his rookie year. <laughs> oh, and no the, doubt. And people look at these like RPM numbers, right? And rookies always suck in RPM. But as you get, they suck, especially in bad situations where you get yeah. overextended. Like yeah. whenever you're forced to play 30 minutes a game for a 20 win Knicks team, that's a disaster. You're bad. You're not going to be very good. Like it's just. And look, he wasn't good. Like in like. Yeah, like we're not excusing good, but, Kevin, but. But like I think I think there's still something there. Like like it wasn't like he's going to be out of the league in four years. Like it's yeah. But here's the case for them potentially winning 29 games, right? Julius Randle drops 20 and 10, right? Bobby Portis provides value as an offensive scorer who averages like 15 and seven or something in 30 minutes, maybe off Mm -hmm. the bench, maybe not. They start Marcus Morris at the three and Marcus comes out shooting like as hot as he did last year. Taj Gibson teaches Mitchell Robinson where his limbs should be. Mm-hmm. Wayne Ellington and Reggie Bullock provide floor spacing for guys totally like R.J. Barrett. Wayne Ellington. Yeah, like provide floor spacing for Dennis Smith and R.J. Barrett. The Frank Nilakina jump that we saw in the World Cup is real. And are going to play? Come on. Oh, no. Like, I'm... I, I, I love think Frank. That, I, wanna, I think the like, Frank hype is gone. tomorrow. Right. Like, I think the Frank hype in this situation has gone a little bit over the edge. Like, he's sure. not going to he's not gonna be what he was for France in the World Cup. It's just not going to happen. But I still, I, still, I still believe him. I believe in Frank. Frank. I like him a lot more as a secondary piece next to Trey Young than yes, I do. That's what I want. It's my as, dream. Right. You know, as my doing, dream. Trey doesn't have to play defense. Well, the, the problem if you with could do Frank hockey is... Switches, if you could do hockey switches, just tag in. <laughs> and have Frank play defense and Trey come in to play offense, they would be the best point guard tandem in the league. The the thing with Frank is that I think that it's a bad situation for him in New York because they took him at, what did they take him at? Like nine, right? And that guy, Frank, was always a complimentary player. He was not like this superstar point guard. It just wasn't in his skill set. He wasn't that kind of athlete. He wasn't that kind of um, offensive player at that stage. It was always going to take time. And he was always going to be like a really, really good secondary ball handler, defender, guy who can maybe knock down catch and shoots. And by taking him at nine in the New York Knicks market, yep. you have set him up for failure, I think. Oh, 100%. Happens with so many guys. I mean, that, right. I mean, that's Knox. Like, Knox is like one of those guys where it's like, again, like, anytime the Knicks draft somebody in the lottery, and this goes for most teams, and I did a thing on this, like, last year before the draft. It's like the average guy, after, like, the first and second pick, even the second pick, like, the average second overall pick like marvin williams is an above average second overall pick since 2000 yeah as far as like career like what a second second overall has like a weird and like yeah so like but like like the third the third pick has been more valuable than the second pick weirdly and i think part of that is a lot of drafts there's two there's like two guys after the number one guy yeah and the people with the second overall pick almost always draft the potential guy so they reach for the young guy, like the Marvin, those guys that like he could be a superstar, but his floor's lower. And so the third pick just ends up with the other guy who's more likely to have a better career. Uh, but anyway, like once you get past like two and three, like you're just hoping to get a guy that can be in your rotation for a while. A little bit. Like that's a, that's good. Like if you have the ninth, tenth pick and you get a rotation piece, you've done well. Yeah, I, I, I would go as far as to say like just because the point of it's so it's easy to find 
rotation guys basically like you can find rotation guys at 25 you can find them at 35 yeah. like it you all the boom the potential to get a boom player is much higher higher in the draft so i think that like if you're drafting up there you should still be hoping for a starter at number sure. six right sure. but like at number nine or ten if you end up with a sixth man you're, you're, you're probably fine yeah you're, you're probably you, doing did, pretty you well. did well and like i no, i understand like you don't want like no team's gonna sell like yeah we just we just want a seventh a seventh man from the number seven spot but like historically it tell like if you get that you've still done pretty pretty decently like yeah. and so i just i hate when guys get picked 12th or 11th and guys are like oh we got we got us a guy right and it's like, so like you maybe do but like for every Giannis, there's a dozen other dudes. So, like, I'm doing this project right now, like this massive, um, like, rookie scale player project, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wrote about Luke Kennard recently. Like, that, that'll come out yes. next week. Yeah. And Luke Kennard is, like, totally on track right now to be what he is. Now, Detroit fan, or to be, like, a useful pick yeah. at the number 12 spot. Now, Detroit fans are angry because Donovan Mitchell goes 13, right? <laughs> right. But right. Luke Kennard is going to be, like, a totally competent like solid pick at number 12 and you would never know that that's right um let's move on though let's well here's one thing i want to say about the knicks the knicks are going to be a mess defensively like in every way shape and form Mm -hmm. um like mitchell mitchell's a good defender but like mitchell he's on an island yeah mitchell might be the only plus defender if they don't play frank especially if they don't play frank a lot yeah like i will say and i'm assuming that like taj is also not going to play a lot either because so here's here's my point on that those contracts they sign that are all like second year option non-guaranteed things yeah they might they like i I wouldn't be surprised to see one of taj or bobby moved at the deadline and that makes them worse yeah i agree i think i think i think they're set up to be a deadline seller if they're not you know in it which i don't think they will be and that makes them worse for the second half of the season um so like that that also factors into my feeling pretty good about the under is i would be surprised if those vets that can push them to wins are on the team all year but the problem with that is that these centers, right, like Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, centers tend not to get a lot at the deadline because everyone has them, right? Yeah. So, like, are the Knicks just going to overvalue these guys? I don't know. I agree with we'll you. See. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean under. You're a little bit stronger on this. I, I won't I, I won't like bet it. on the Knicks. You actually think that this is one? To I would bet on. I would wager on the Knicks. I would I would do that. I'd take it. Also, the Knicks under. I, I feel like the Knicks total always gets minorly inflated because Knicks fans. Also, I totally one, agree. <laughs> Points bet open this at 37 and a half. What are you doing? <laughs> That's a hammer under. <laughs> like <laughs> I would bet I would bet the entire wedding fund I have. <laughs> 37 and a half is a wild number. Um uh, anyway, I'm let, sorry. Let's go to the 76ers. 55 is the current number. Basically opened at like 54 and a half. Yeah, a couple it's, places it's opened at 53 and a half. Crept up. Yeah. DraftKings has it at 53 and a half, which is interesting mm-hmm. if you are a believer in the Sixers. Where yes. are you at on the Sixers? Another pretty good number. I okay. like them. I think the Sixers are good. I think, I think there might be a touch of value. I mean, health is, is a big thing. And then because depth is their issue, right? Like, I think they're in a good spot to rotate and beat in Horford and kind of keep Joel fresh. I think that, that was a big reason they brought Horford in. Yep. Um, was they can have, and we talk about you can have, you know, when we, we we talk about, you know, you can have two guys that anchor your defense on the floor at all times. That's yep. big. Huge. Uh, there's and, obviously. And they have Josh about, Richardson. They have Ben Simmons. This is going to be, I a think. Defensive night. Yeah. I think that this 
with their starters in or with like three of their starters in is going to be the best defensive team in the league. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, so I would probably lean over again. This goes to obviously pending health of everybody, but like they're just going to overmatch most teams they play yeah. on a nightly basis. Like they're just, and because they can keep and beat fresher, and still have a guy like Al Horford on the floor. Like they'll play them together some, and I, I actually like some of the stuff they can do with those two on the floor at the same time. Totally I know people agree. Are like, oh, this just fit. It's like look, people. I've 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 wanted to snap at the Al Horford to four forever because like just because he played with Joe Kim Noah in college doesn't mean he's actually a four. Like he's been all star at center. Stop it. But that he and Embiid can fit what they can do defensively. Both of them being good enough athletically to handle guys in space pretty well both being so long offensively the pick and pop and kind of four or five him and Josh Smith used to run this little short four or five pick and roll that I would love for Brett Brown to, to pick um, with Al on the ball uh, coming around and be at the, uh, at the foul line, setting a quick little, little pick for him and rolling to the hoop. Like you can do a bunch of stuff with that. Uh, I, I think they're great fit. I mean, the, the question shooting and depth, like that's, that's it. Like that's the questions, but I still just think talent wise, this is the second best team in the East, uh, and I think they I think they can sniff sixty games. Well, yeah, we'll talk about this later. I think that this team wins the most games in the East. Okay, in the regular season, I don't know that they're the favorite for the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that um, they are my pick to win the Eastern Conference. Like, and I assume that I can get like reasonable value, maybe like four to one on them. Um, we'll look yeah. that up here in a minute. But like, sure. or at the end of the podcast, whenever we kind of run through the Eastern Conference favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that this is my pick to win the East, and okay. I think it's largely because of defense. Uh, it's lar- it's because I think they have something to prove too. The Kawhi shot, it seems like it really like fucked them up a little bit, and has gotten them to where they really just want to dominate now. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm with you. They have Tobias Harris for a year now. I know that yeah. they're integrating Al Horford and Josh Richardson. Uh, Josh Richardson, by the way, is just like an absolute stud that way too many people highly underrated Uh, and also like i don't worry about integrating horford like horford you could drop horford on 30 teams and he'd be fine yeah like i think josh richardson is probably a top 60 player in the nba he's good man like he's been marooned miami where like they've had weird guard situations and still produced yes and like the dude can ball and yeah defensively i mean this team is a this is this team is a Billy Knight fever dream. Yes. What Billy Knight's dream was with the Hawks when he had Joe and Marvin and Josh and Al and all those guys. Everybody was six seven. This was his vision. Yes. He just literally didn't. everyone in their starting lineup is going to be over six six. It's preposterous. It's great. And I they love all it. move and they all move well. Like even oh, like yeah. their seven three center moves well. Their six eleven power point forward guard, center basically can move it. Here's their six eleven point guard is a freak. Like yeah. I don't give I don't give a damn about Ben Simmons jump shot right now. Yeah, no, if, it, it, that's a that's a great perk if he can spread sp- spread the floor a little bit. But like I I, I buy in on the Sixers. I think this is over. Raptors. The number is forty six. Where are you at? Uh, a stay away. Ooh, I disagree with that. Do you? Oh yeah. I would lean over. I'm like I believe in this team. You I think in? that I I think they're good. It's another team where I think that they have... Talk me into putting my money on this, Sam. Okay. So, over-under is 46, like we said. Uh, I believe that this total has dropped a little bit, right? Um, It was 46 Uh, and a half. Yeah, it's just 
it's floated close to the same. Yeah, forty. It's been anywhere from forty six and a half to forty five and a half. The the legends of points bet opened it at fifty three and a half. I would not say I'm that <laughs> bullish. Um, next next year, next year I'm driving to New Jersey and we parking really... myself. We're we need to like we need to do this pod live from points bet next yeah. year. Yeah, and just park ourselves in a book and take the mortgage out. Well, like we were, it was hilarious when we were at Westgate the night the Kawhi trade happened. We were like debating just like staying there while we were screaming, like, open the book, give me the Clippers. Give me the Clippers number. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever you said of that. So here's, here's what I'll say about Toronto. I think that even though they have won the title, they are again coming back with something to prove because now everyone is telling them they've heard all summer. They are just Kawhi. They are just this. Like, if Kawhi wasn't there, they wouldn't have won the title. This, that. Yep. Kyle Lowry is going to be like, motherfuck that dude. We are good, and we are going to be good. Every year I've been here, we've won 48 games, and that's not going to change. Like, you have Kyle Lowry. You have Mark Gasol. You have Pascal Siakam taking a bigger step into the offense. Fred Van Vliet is good. Like, we, we should just mm-hmm. believe that at this stage. Fred Van Vliet mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Go Shockers. Serge Ibaka is still there. And is going to be very valuable for them. At least, right? The in, fact that the he's fact like that a, they can, like Serge Ibaka is their fifth best player. Yeah, the fact and the, and the fact that you can kind of balance minutes between him and Gasol. Yeah, helps the fact that those guys are getting up there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I, all right. I'll I think it's. I think it's a I'll motivation. I, I like it. There, mo- you know what? They're kind of like they're like the Blazers last year. So here's here's the risk with Toronto. They they get off to a slow start and break well, it up. Yeah. Will, like that, Will I mean that, Masai, that's yeah. Will Masai decide, okay, we can get rebuild around Pascal. A first round pick and a decent young player for Kyle Lowry. We can get uh lottery protected first for Marcus All. We can get um, you know, whatever we can get for Wouldn't Serge it be amazing Ibaka. if he gets like significantly more for Gasol than they sent for him last year? I'd be Wouldn't surprised if that happened, but like it'd be pretty funny. If they might get like fun. the same because they really yeah. didn't give up a lot. No, they did not. Um, no, I, I, that, so that's my fear. That's why I wasn't like aggressive on it, yeah. but, but I with where agree. this, this is roster still, is this right still, now. This is still, yeah. This is still a good team. This is we'll get team. to another team. I believe in like this, this team is better team. than Boston. Ooh, like straight up. This roster right now is better than Boston's roster. Now they might blow it up because they might just decide, Hey, Masai, Masai is here to win titles, not to win, yeah. you know, 50 games in the East. But right. right now, a team with Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol, and Pascal Siakam as your top three is better than what Boston. That's fair. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what Siakam does because this is going to be the first year where they're just like this is it's yours, you know. Like it's still Kyle Lowry's yeah. team, but the offense the offense is going to run through him, and there are often growing pains with that, especially from an efficiency standpoint. But like yeah. they can get through those because they have you know good complementary guys around. Um, but I, I'm I'm really interested to see how he looks in that role, um, how OG looks coming back after just a rough year of injuries and not being able to kind of find his footing um, with that team. And, and the, uh, the what, do you, what do you have? Uh, gallbladder removed? Um, something. Not sure. I can't remember. He had some. I think it was. I think it was a, a gallbladder or something that he had to get removed. Uh, oh, appendectomy. That's it. Um, but anyway, like Siakam's really interesting to me. Like I'm interested to see how this Raptors team's react because I agree that it could just be a fu year, um, which again is why like my lean is definitely over. Uh, and again, they're they're a team gonna outtown a lot of teams in the in the East. Um, but like that that fear of them making some some moves future facing 
is enough to kind of spook me off a bit of touch. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Let's uh I always oh. kind of I always kind of thought that this would be the long part of this podcast, but let's uh let's run through Speed the it. central real quick Speed because yeah. uh you know, the central is it's a little bit exciting. We've got sure. some fun teams here. We got Chicago. Sure. Chicago yeah. is like actually I'm kind of excited about Chicago. I, am, I, I would I would dare say I'm bullish on the Bulls. God damn it, Robbie. Uh, <laughs> you, guys, you teed me up. We're at 33 and a half with the Bulls. Yep. If you're bullish, I assume you're at the over, right? I'm at the over. I think they are they are a team that pending health, which is <laughs> always interesting with the Bulls training staff. Um, pending health, I, I just I think this is the team that can really uh, take advantage of a down year for some other squads in the East um, and kind of pick up some of those wins that we're talking about that are going to be out there. Um, I'm excited for what to see Otto Porter uh, in a full season for them because he was so good in the limited sample size before he got shut down. Zach Levine, I- I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a believer in. Um, he's been he's been really solid there. Uh, still maybe a little bit of a lot of money, but whatever, you got to pay it to get guys. Sure. Um, the, the concern with them is how much they're going to play Kobe white because young point guards lose you games. And I don't think they're going to play Kobe white that much. I don't, th- again, I, I agree. I think they're going to play more Chris Dunn, uh, those guys. So, I mean, that, that's why, but like Lori Markman always have loved Wendell. Um, like they got, they got dudes like this is a pretty roster. I, th- I think they can win mid thirties without, without too much trouble. If they, if they stay healthy, uh, I like the over here. Okay. I like the over a lot here because yeah, like, and by like, Hammer. I think they, I think they make the playoffs. Ooh, I I like I love the Bulls playoff bet. And I have the playoff that. number here. What do we it's got? It's 275. Oh yeah. Give me that. So you're getting you're getting basically 3 to 1 on the Bulls to make the playoffs. I Give will bet that. on that this year. Give me that. I love that. The 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 8 seed 7 8 up for grabs. Give it to me. I'm betting on the Bulls to make the playoffs this year. Um seriously, I think that like it's been drastically underrated how competent the Bulls got this offseason. And, yes. you know, going back to the trade deadline oh, I love last Sato. year when they got Sato, I forgot Sato's there. Yeah. Like, that's why they don't have to play Kobe White that much. Yeah. Like, Sadoransky is a very competent point guard, <laughs> and he's also a very good fit with Zach Levine, who likes to handle the ball a lot. Otto Porter, playing him for, instead of, like, the 19 games or whatever they got him for, I think it was less than that. I think it was probably, like, I think they played 15. I think he played 15. Right. So getting him for 80 games instead of 15 games is a so massive upgrade. It's a huge yeah, he's upgrade. So, he's, he's, I, I, I'm all in on Otto. Thaddeus Young is like, again, Thaddeus one, of the, one of the most consistent players in the league. He's one of the most consistent guys in the league. He's one of the 25 best defenders in the league. Like he's a guy that wins a, games too. Yeah. This is a team filled with guys now randomly and pieces weirdly. That fit like, together. You don't put you don't put competence in the same sentence as the Bulls. We haven't for a while. But they've been smart this offseason and over, smart in like yeah. they've done more. Yeah. Over. Basically since uh, like John Paxson hired like some smart people to be mm-hmm. within the organization. They've done more. They've done really, really well. Um Larry Martin, excited. Wendell Carter, mm-hmm. Thaddeus Young. These guys are all complementary pieces that I think can play together. Um Otto Porter, Fat- Zach Levine. Sato, you know, Kobe White, I think will be useful. Chris Dunn is like now their fourth guard, which I think is a good spot for him because he can just come in and terrorize people defensively. Like, yeah, what he he should have been doing all along. I love it. I mean, I'm really excited for Thad to teach Wendell, like the dark arts of being a monster in post defense. I also want to say the Bulls on their roster right now have someone that according to early bird rights, 
who, good friend of the program, Jeff Siegel. Salute to Jeff I believe in Jeff. They have someone named Perio Calandre. I'm assuming that's how you say the name. Let's rock. He's from the University of Ohio, or Perion Calandre. Jeff misspelled it. That's why I, I couldn't find the name. But this is someone I have never heard of in my entire that, life. When, and, when Sam hasn't heard of somebody, <laughs> like that's exciting for me. This is, I have no idea who this human being is. Sam knows every single person that comes into the league. I'm so, thrilled this. This is exciting. Per- Perion Calandre. He was on the Bulls Summer League roster. He averaged two points a game. Um, played Robust. at Idaho. Shout, shout okay. out Idaho. Vandals. Oh, Vandals. Uh, didn't start every game his senior year. Averaged nine, nine and a half points, three rebounds, three assists. So is there is there like a Idaho booster on staff at Chicago? Like what's happening here? Um he was on the shout out the Great Alaska Shootout All Tournament team in 2018. Well, that's where the Bulls get all their guys. Everybody Let's knows see. that. Let's Everybody see. knows who, the pipeline to Chicago is the Great Alaska Shootout. Who else was on the Great Alaska Shootout All Tournament team? Oh God, there are like 15 guys on this team. I don't give a shit that much. Um, <laughs> Perion Calandre. Uh, I am gonna have to do some studying on this guy because also yeah, apparently I need 10,000 words on the athletic tomorrow. Apparently, like. According to Real GM, I don't know where he played last year because he graduated in 2018. I've I have no idea who this person is. I, playing, playing in Anchorage. No idea. This is a shocker to me. This is the shocker of all shockers. Training camp rosters, man, they're awesome. This has to be a favor to somebody. I want who this is a favor to. Like who's his agent? Uh, Nima Namakian, uh, who is uh, over at BDA. He's one of uh, Bill Duffy's guys. Yeah. I. This has to be I a mean, favor. This, is, this has to be an agent favor. That's, so he's he's also Zach way. Levine's agent. Okay, there we go. Like I, I, that's I think we've cracked the code. He's from Bothell, Washington. Zach's also from Washington. That's probably what it is. It's got to be. It's got to be a boy. It's got to be a guy. Zach's, I, Zach's friend. It's like it's like when the, when the, when Denver used to have or De- I think Denver had all like the Mills apps. No, Utah in his like last years there. Uh, here here we go. Here we go. And all the Millsap boys on the summer league roster. From WG Ramirez in the Spokesman Review. Bond between Chicago Bulls players Perion Calandre and Zach Levine goes beyond the basketball court. There Bingo. it is. We called it. There, there it, it is. is. We found it. All right. Moving on. Shut, Cavs. Shout out. Shout out. Perry and Calandre. Cavs. 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 24 and a half. Um, also, Bulls. Uh, so, Bulls were on the over. I'm pretty heavy on the over. And yeah, I'm yeah, bet I, on I'll, I'll, have, I'll have money on that. Playoff bet plus two seventy five, love it. Let's go heavy on the Bulls. Plus plus seven thousand for Perry on Calandre to make the roster. Uh, I'll I'll lay it. Um, Cavs. So whatever you do, with the Cavs stems on how long you think Kevin Love is in town, right? I don't, I don't know if it matters that much. Just under. Just they're not good. Uh, it's Jordan Clarkson time though. Robbie with the that? greatest the greatest Jordan Clarkson tweet in the history. Please believe that. Jordan Clarkson referred to himself in uh, the third person at Media Day. It made me tear up a little bit. I love it. It was great. Um, so this, no, this, team, JC for six man. this team was the worst defensive team I think I've ever seen in the NBA okay. last season. They finished okay. 30th in defensive rating, 117.6. Uh, That's bad. I, I believe that that is like the worst number in a decade, like very easily, maybe two decades. Like it's in fairness, one of the best years for offense in the league. Correct. Ever historically. Uh, I'm just, I, you know, just what, you know, don't feel too bad Cavs fans, but they were bad. They were awful. So, and what did they do this summer? We're we're going to get more 
Kevin Love games, which is yeah. not great for the defense. We're going to get a whole lot of Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton was a disaster defensively Awful. last year. Awful. Um, but he's, but he, he he does the, the poop squat thing. So yeah, he, he tries. We Remember, love. intensity. That's what matters on defense. Not I think I think at some point he might be okay. Like as a point of attack defender, but he's yeah, not there right. He's just he's just gotta he's gotta know when when and where to use it. Um he's got the spazzy tendencies, kind of. He does which is fine. He does. And he can get through screens better. There's there's things to work on. Uh yeah. new Darius Garland is by the way, Darius Garland I think is worse than Colin Sexton defensively. That's good. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. Um like Larry I'm Nance sure. is Larry Nance is gonna be out there with his arms extended, like, God, I have to help all of these players. At all times, because their man blows by them ninety percent of the time. Matthew Delavadova is going to be screaming like all of these Australian terminology <laughs> that my fe- or my wife yells out to me regularly, and I'm like, "What uh-huh. did you just say?" Yeah, like good day, mate. And then they drafted they drafted Garland, yeah. Dylan Windler, and Kevin Not Porter. None of them are good defenders. Uh, no. They signed Marquise Bolton, who's a disaster defender. Uh, young JP, JP. Makura. I was about to say, let JP make a squad. I'm Throw here for X. it. Throw up the X. We, we love JP. Um, uh, TLC? TLC might be like a top half defender on this team. And he's probably not making the squad. No, probably not. So uh, like, Ch- Jetty was, exists. He's, he's Jetty was really bad last year defensively too. He's like, not, he's, well, he, he's another one of those kind of like spazzy defenders we, you, you talk about with like yeah. Colin. And when you have a lot of spazzy guys on the floor, there's a lot of space. So, they create so, spazzing. So with that now, we have a new coach in John Beeline mm-hmm. who's going to bring his own scheme. Beeline's never been like a great defender up until the last couple of years. The reason Beeline's defenses were good in Michigan the last couple of years is A, they recruited like a few really, really good athletes. And yeah. B, Luke Yaklich like totally revamped their defensive scheme. Luke Yaklich does not coach the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is now at the University of Texas. Okay. Uh, that's why I'm actually a little bit bullish on the University of Texas well, this year. Hook him. Hmm, Shaka. Let's go. Yeah. Shout out Chaka. Save your um, save your job, Chaka. Yeah, I'm here for that. But so you have a new coach implementing a new scheme mm-hmm. who's already complaining about like the fact that he doesn't have a lot of practices or as many practices as he's used to. Like he had, I mean, colleges have what, like 130 practices a year and NBA teams have what, like 50? Maybe? I, was about, I was about to say they don't practice during the year. I know that. Yeah, like it'd be maybe like fifty. Let's yeah, let's, let's say like fine. some preseason practices plus the occasional practice in like you know if you if you maybe, need to fix some shit maybe, you know maybe a couple usually it's early in the year and then you just stop because everybody's getting too tired right so so but you don't practice after December I know that you bad defenders not bad all the time I'm with you go under somebody's got and, and look they, yeah I, I, again I, this team's winning like eighteen games tops sure sure I think especially if they trade Kevin yeah like without love this team is rock bottom uh, all right. Who's next? All right. Next up, we have got who is it? Is it Indiana? I believe no. It's Detroit. We got Detroit. I was Sorry. Say, I was say, who are we? Who are we? Wish this away. Uh, over thirty-eight. I'm with you on that, actually. Pistons. I like it. I mean, look at this team. I kind of like they. They made some decent. I thought they made some decent signings this offseason. Uh, Dwayne Casey teams play hard. Like this, it's all about Blake's health. But like every, yeah, you know, he seems like he's doing fine. Um, yeah. If he plays seventy games, they win forty. 42 and are in the hunt for the eight seed like this is like this is just what detroit is like we know what they are we talked about like we both kind of like luke Kennard and like i i think this team's fine like i i I, they're not gonna sell they're not gonna be sellers they're gonna maybe try to buy a shooter here or there i mean 
I, I will say this. Like, if, if, if you told me that – if you told me Andre Drummond was on the trade block, like, in February because he has told the team that he's not going to – or he's going to opt out, that's yeah. not, like, the craziest thing in the world. To sure. Me. But having said that, like – I lean over with the Pistons, but like I don't feel great about this number at all. Like I think thirty-eight I, I and a half is like a totally fine. Thirty-eight's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I, I think they're a forty-win team, though. I mean, they, they, you know, Joe Johnson Hive. Let's go, my guy. So we got I just, Indiana. I, honestly, like I, I don't really have like a whole lot of thoughts on Detroit. No, like, no, no, let's move on. I mean, like that. I just, I just feel like Detroit's Detroit, and by that I mean I think they're a forty-win team, which I lean over. Like I might bet it. I don't know. I might get frisky. Who knows? Anyway, the Pacers at, are at 47 and a half under. I agree with you. And I think that in large part, it's because of the uncertainty about Victor Oladipo. I think there's that. I also just think they got worse. I like Brogdon. Okay. If I like Vic plays 60 games, they didn't get worse. I don't think. No, no, no. But, I'm with you. I, I feel you. I just, a lot of uncertainty with Oladipo. I think they got worse. Um, like I'm not a huge Jeremy, like Jeremy Lamb's fine, but like he's not Bogdanovich. He's right. not going to help replace Bogdanovich. Like, Doug McDermott, again, fine. Not going to do those things. Um, I mean, like, Wes Matthews started, like, the last quarter of the season for them. TJ Warren, again, like, I think people, like, maybe a little too low on TJ. But, like, is he can get buckets, but, like, that's about it. Um, I, I just, I'm not in love with the team. I'm not in love with the team where two of your four best players can't play together and you can't play Sabonis and Turner together. We've seen this. They just can't do it for whatever reason. And they've got to make a decision there soon. Yeah. They just gave Miles Turner a lot of money. Sabonis is going to be RFA. Are you really going to commit a bunch of money to two guys you cannot play more than 28 minutes a game? But by the way, they gave Turner a lot of money, but Turner is still like pretty underpaid, I think, for what he is. Oh, no, I love Miles Turner. Like, again, like, if you can only play him, If you can only play him 28, 30 minutes a game, that's a problem because right. you want to play Sabonis. So like, they've got to make a decision on that. Um, I just, I, I would say under. I think, I think this, is, this is a team that maybe overachieved a bit. Um, without Vic last year, and if they miss him for close to half the season, I just I just don't think they can sustain that. Um, so, like, I, I think that it's it's a little bit. Sh- I hesitate to like say these kind of like I don't want to say they're pejoratives, but like they are things that are like innate, right? I think they lost a lot of like winners on this team. Like, I think Boyan, that dude is a motherfucker and he's a winner. You watch that dude play for Croatia, like, he gives it his all all the time. Thad Young is a winner. Like, the kind of piece that you can go out and win games with is like a fourth or fifth guy on your team is a complimentary piece. Corey Joseph, like, that guy really gives a shit and, like, absolutely gets after it. Uh, Darren Collison, like, Darren Collison is a useful player. It's just a very different team. And then you throw in the Mm -hmm. uncertainty with Vic and... I yeah I agree with you. I just don't know what this team looks like. I think it's an under. Yep, I think it's I think it's a, a solid under again. Not not stone cold lock of the century, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate betting it. Uh, the Bucks. Let's go to the Bucks. Fifty eight. Fifty eight's a bunch. Um, yeah, there's a lot of wins. They won sixty last year. I'm gonna say slightly. I think it's a good number. I will not I think it's bet a great this number. No, steer clear. But I know, I know what you're gonna say it's gonna be I'm slight under. Gonna I say think they... slight under, just because. Like, I think there's a chance that there's some regression. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a chance. They that, gotta like, integrate some new stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like my concerns about the Bucks aren't regular season, though. I mean, I, Eric Butts has been fine in the regular season. It's in the postseason that he's been a disaster. 
Um, and honestly, like, I think they I, care Georgia about the nice. regular season, but, like, I don't know that they really care about the regular season. I think, well, I think last year kind of proved to them they need to just be right going into the playoffs. They don't need to be the one seed. Um, yeah. Now, the one, thing, the one thing I will say, they won all those games and they didn't play their guys a bunch last year. Like, Bud, Bud is going to do what Bud does and everybody's going to play 30 minutes, you know? Like, Giannis ain't playing 38 a game. Um, they're going to play 30 to 34 minutes. He's going to keep his guys fresh. It's just what he does to a fault when it comes to the postseason, and he still has some of those same rotations. And you're like, Mike, please just let Giannis go. Um, I, I mean, this, this is just a really good team. I, I think your concerns are kind of what we saw with Team USA. Can Brooks shoot that well again? Um, I think he will. I'll be honest. I think, I, think. Shoot, I think he can shoot well, but can he be just fucking light? Maybe. We'll see. He's been good. Um, you know, losing Brogdon is, is is a thing. George Hill helps a lot there. Uh, I think people maybe a touch too low on George Hill. George Hill on bad teams is bad. He doesn't help you. George team, George Hill, George team. George Hill on a good team elevates you guys. Uh, he's more engaged. He cares. Plays good, well defensively. Like he was, he was good for them last year. Um, I think having him for a full season is 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 nice and helpful and kind of balancing all that. But they're in on the Eric Bledsoe experience, and, and that's a that's a postseason issue more so than a regular season issue where he's been pretty good. Um, Here, here's a question: Will yep. we get a Lopez brothers lineup this year? I yeah, like why not? They'll do it in some home game against some trash team when the Hornets are in town. I want it. They're I gonna see do it. it. They're gonna do it. Like, but. But they'll give the people what they want at least once. Like they're gonna be I up, so. they're gonna be up thirty against the Hornets. Terry Rozier will be nine for thirty-seven, and they'll throw the Lopez brothers out there. I'm gonna say slight under. I don't feel particularly plus. I don't want to bet against the Bucks, it. but I sure yeah. as hell would not take the over on this. Fifty-eight's a lot of wins for a team that I think learned last year. Maybe it's more important to get to the playoffs, be right, be rested a little bit more so than we need the one seed. Yeah, uh, because they were great at home in the regular season. It didn't matter as much in the postseason, you know. Like I think I, I don't know. Um, totally agree. Was it? Um, let's go to the southeast. Let's go to the team that's uh, near and dear. Do we have to? Let's go to the team that's near and dear to your heart, Robbie. Don't make me talk about the Hawks. I'm gonna I make you talk about the Hawks. I, talk, I, get in, I get in trouble when I talk about the Hawks. This number's people high. People yelling at me. Thirty-six <laughs> is too high. This number's high. This is a worse roster than last year. The fact that this number is three and a half games higher than the Bulls or two this and a half is games a worse higher roster. than the Bulls. If you could get, if you gave me, uh, can we find the Bulls versus the Hawks in a like yeah. Bulls plus one fifty against the Hawks? Better record. Put the house on it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Look. All right. Let me let me let me start with this. Trey Young is very good. Trey's great. Trey is great. He is much better than I anticipated him being early on. He still has a lot of the same problems that I thought would pop up defensively. He is a really bad defender. I don't know if he can ever get all that passable on that end. That's going to be the biggest question for him as far as being a point guard on a winning team going forward. But again, like we talked about, perimeter defense, not as big of a deal in the NBA right now uh, as being a good rim defender. Trey's great. That gets We're me, excited. That gets me to my next point. John Collins, very fun. Him and Trey, dynamic offensively. Love it. Lobs. Uh, he's shooting threes now. He's great. 20 and 10. Fantastic. They are a disaster. Those two in pick and roll defense, six, six, eight and a half, John Collins with a six eleven wingspan and little Trey not being able to get through screens, which like he's one of the worst at getting through screens in the league. They get picked apart. Now you don't have Dwayne Dedman, who was maybe one of their, probably one of their three best players last year, probably behind those two. 
Yeah, I would say Deadman was their third best player. Deadman was their third best player. You also lose Prince. You also lose Baysmore, who, again, I'm not high on Torian, but the best shooter last year. You lose Bays, who overpaid, whatever. Still a, a guy that does things, energy, a little defense. He's maybe overrated defensively uh, in terms of what he can do physically, but again, the effort's there. You lose those guys, you replace them with rookies. Well, Deadman, they're replacing with Alex Lyon. You replace with Alex right. Lyon, sure. Yeah, and I actually think Alex Len's like kind of a sneaky underrated. No, 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 no. he's he's solid, but like probably not a guy you really want to be your starting five. Yeah, he's like he's probably like the thirty fifth best center in the NBA. You would if he was your backup, you're thrilled, which is what he was last year. He was solid playing thirty plus minutes a night. Probably not as great. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter is gonna give you some some toughness. He's gonna. be really solid defensively. They love what they've seen out of them. Whatever, blah blah blah. Everybody loves their young guys in camp. What DeAndre defense? He'll DeAndre he will defense, help them on defense. He's gonna he's gonna help them defensively, offensively. Mystery box. What he can do, right? A little bit, like a eh, like, little bit. Well, I mean, and there's one. There's a ceiling there, right? There is. Yeah, there's a ceiling so. on what he can do offensively, and put two, it, what he can do this year. Put it this way: is my it, comp for him was like Damari Carroll with the Hawks. Hey, like, and like that's ten million. And that's like a really, really good player, I think. Like that is more, no, and again, I'm like people. Again, this goes back to our conversation early. Like right. everybody wants it, young guys to be stars. If you got, if you got Damari Carroll pre-injury, right, for like an extended period of time, that'd and be really Damari on your team. And if you said like Damari was good from his second year in the league onward, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you got, yeah. if you got an extended period of time of that, what was it, 2014, 15, Damari? Yeah, right. If you got that for six seven years that'd be fantastic that's what the raptors thought they were getting um but yeah so and then cam reddish we'll see we'll see but again rookies don't win you a lot of games young guys don't win you a lot of games you lost three of your two veterans in torian prince whatever you want to call him he was technically a veteran on that team but you know i mean you're, you're basically betting on trey young taking having, a leap into you superstardom bet, you have to bet on trey taking a leap to superstardom you have to bet on john collins taking a step forward from what he was last year which was spectacular and i'm not sure there's much more to go if i'm only not, because like john collins is already like maybe the most underrated player in the league like john collins is already really fantastic good. one of the best offensive four fives in the league positionality is a question mark and then whatever blah, blah, blah. uh but yeah, I mean, defensively, they're going to be bad. We know this. Offensively, I think it's going to be a little bit of that rocky road that we saw last year. There's going to be times where they look all world with Trey and John. There are going to be nights where Cam's hitting everything from deep. Great. There's also going to be nights where they're dysfunctional as hell. Under. This this is this is a low 30s, but this 32-33 win team. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty to thirty-three wins. When it was when it was when it was thirty-three, when it was thirty-three, thirty-three and a half, I was like, okay, that's the right number. I would probably lean under, but that's the right number. Which, by the way, that's about where it opened. The fact that it's been yeah, no, that's where it was when it got bet up to thirty-six. Like people are way too high on lock. It almost never happens in year two. Like that's the other thing. Like it almost never happens in year two. Teams are gonna be ready for Trey and John. They've seen it. They've got tape on it they'll be more ready for it. It's really hard to take that leap in year two. There's going to be an adjustment to the adjustment, and that's going to be telling for where this duo can go. Love Kevin Herter. Herter Hive, you know it. Can light it up. But again, like, just we're a little we're a little, we're a little too high. I'm not saying this team's going to suck. They're going to be super fun. You should watch the Hawks. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. But 36 is a lot, and it being more than the Bulls postures to me. The Charlotte Hornets, I agree with you on all of that. I don't know Gross. that we need to go farther than that. Can we um, I hate the Southeast Division. Can I say that? It's bad. 
Can uh, I say I hate, house, I, I hate the whole division. There's not anybody in the division. I, like the Hawks are the only team worth watching. Uh, I'll make a case for Miami. Okay. Charlotte at 23. Nope. I don't want any part of this number. No, they they might win 15. They might win 15, but like they They also have a lot of, yeah, they also have a lot of adults. Like they do. I mean, they like Marvin, like uh, Marvin Hunt. I love Marvin, but like Marvin, they have Nicola. They have Cody Zeller. Like Terry's going to play 34 minutes a game. That's not a recipe for success. It's not great. Um, but like Miles Bridges is good. Um, I big on Miles. I'm, I want to see the, the guys. I want to see. I want to see Miles Bridges. I want to see if they put the ball in his hands more because yeah. I think they should use him as a playmaker more than they than they have. Um, because I think that's probably where he's most comfortable um, right now. And like now, you don't have Kemba dominating the ball. Like I think you should try to do that more because he was really good in summer league doing that. Which is obviously summer league, but like I, I like Miles Bridges on the ball a little more. Do you think that they play Terry Rozier like they played Kemba Walker with like just high screen and roll, high screen and roll, high screen and roll, high screen and roll constantly? I certainly hope not. Um, I hope they they vary it up. I hope they do some different stuff because I don't think Terry can do that and be anywhere near as efficient as Kemba. Yeah, I think it could. I think this could get ugly, but it could could be real hideous. But it also, but again, like you said, like their their roster isn't. Who would you pick roster wise, them or Cleveland? Oh. Hmm. For this year, not going forward. Probably them. Yeah, it's close. Especially if you take away Kevin Love. Definitely. If you uh, take away Kevin Love, it's not even close. But like right. But yeah, I mean like it's it's like if Cody Zeller can stay healthy, like which is always yeah. a monster question mark, like they got some dudes, but again, like it, it could go south uh they, they have five actual adults. They have Nick Batum, sure. Biombo for whatever he is, can actually defend. Uh Marvin is obviously an adult. Cody Zeller is an adult. I think Miles Bridges, despite the fact that he's like 22, is an adult because he plays a mature game. Like, there are just more guys on this team that I trust, basically. Yeah, that's fair. That, we don't need to talk more about the Hawks, though, because we've yeah, talked too much about the, or the uh, Hornets, either. Um, the Heat. The Heat are at, I believe the number is 44 and a half. I will give yep. you the floor on 44 and a half because I don't <laughs> want any part of this number. No, anymore. yeah, no, I don't, no, gross. Uh, <laughs> this is disgusting. Like, I don't want to... No, I'm not betting on the Miami Heat. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I like some of their guys, like Bam, fun, good, uh, underrated guy in the league. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's there. We know Jimmy Butler's good. Will Jimmy Butler make people hate him? Maybe. Maybe not. How long is Drogic there? I don't know. Do they try to move for Chris Paul? Who the hell knows? I don't I know mean, what like, they're going to do. This I'm team... not touching this. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say anything about. It. Again, they have a, they have adults like they do. James Johnson apparently came into camp overweight, well, James, which James, isn't great. James Johnson not with the team. Uh, less than an ideal start. No, we're we're not gonna make fun of James Johnson. No, no, no James this Johnson is, would be my ass. Yeah, this is we we no, hope James, James Johnson, Johnson positive. We want yeah. James Johnson. This is James Johnson positive space. We want uh, James Johnson I, in the NBA. Like, please, like, James, we yeah. are rooting for you. Yeah, yeah, we look. Uh, Justice Winslow's there. I like Justice, but like, yep. weird fit now with Goron and, and Jimmy there. Yeah. Uh, Dion exists. We'll see. Sure. Myers Leonard, that's a player. Kelly Olinick, they've they doubled up on Kelly Olinick. You have two of them. Uh, Tyler Hero's going to shoot. A lot. You know that. I <laughs> fucking love Tyler Hero. Fire it up, big boy. 
Tyler Hero on South Beach is going to be an experience. I, I forget who I was talking to. It might have been might have been Titus because Titus is from Indiana, <laughs> and I was like, "Can you imagine if the Pacers?" pick Tyler hero and all these like white basketball friends from Indiana are like, yeah, we finally got one of our own Tyler heroes here to save the day. And then Tyler hero walks into the press conference wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, two earrings and starts talking the way that Tyler hero speaks. And they're like, Oh no, this is not what we expected. I would love it. That's the, I want Tyler hero to go to Indiana at some point in his career. Oh, Indiana, uh, Milwaukee, any of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the Heat are interesting. I don't trust anything about them. They could, yeah. they, they could implode. Like, I mean, like, they're all over. Like, like I trust about? Jimmy. I trust year one Jimmy. I trust, I trust Jimmy to be a dog. He's going to be he's gonna be Jimmy. But, again, they have a weird guard rotation because they got a ton of them, and I don't know how they all play. Um, their front court is weird. also weird. Like, a lot of, like, bam, KO lineups coming your way. Sure, that's a thing. Uh, Love it. Love it. DJ, Derek, Derek Jones Jr. going to put five absolute highlight reel dunks out there. D-double-J. We got love, dunk. Love flight. Good old I, dunk. This team's super weird. He's just, it's weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to no, do I'm with good. this team. It's a weird team. Uh, I don't want to bet on it. I don't I want I want, they, I want less. Again, they could, they, could, they could win 40. They could win 46. Yeah. I want less than zero to do with that team. Uh, the Orlando Magic at 42 and a half. Under! I agree with heavens. you, but I am not going to bet it, I don't think. Scream it to the heavens, hammer it. 40, what is it, 42 and a half? 42 and a half is aggressive. Um, 42 and a half is aggressive. So here's 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 my point here. By the way, I took the Magic under last year and got fucking rocked. So take this <laughs> as you will. Um, I hope Markel Fultz is good and fun, but that's a wait and see thing. Who knows? They got a lot of career years last year. Yeah. And they, by the way, they got a lot of career years last year. And went under this number. Yeah. A lot of career years last year to win 42 games. Uh, Vucci's great. Like, he's legitimately one of the best bigs in the league. Like, he, his, his defense going from bad to passable has been huge. Uh, he's, like, in the right spots now. He's not a super athlete. He's not, you know, going to be a defensive player of the year candidate. None of that. But the fact that he can make himself passable on that end has been great. And offensively, I mean, this dude's a walking 2010. Like, we know this. We know what Vucevic is. I don't expect him to have a severe drop-off, although I, I'm not sure he can do all that he did last year. But that's kind of what he is now. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that was a huge mirage. Contract year, Vucevic? Do you, contract do you have any... year, Vucevic? We'll there's contract year a lot, guys. Uh, can Terrence Ross be what he was last I mean, Terrence Ross didn't miss from three. Contract year, Terrence Ross. Contract year, Terrence Ross. DJ Augustin won them a playoff game? DJ Augustine, rock solid, steady, league average ass point guard. But I, I mean, like maybe maybe below league average. Yeah, not um, not league average starter. Maybe like right, league right, 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 right. Yeah. Below like twenty, the twenty third best starter in the league. Um, but like he played out of his head a little bit. Um, the one guy that had a bad year was Fournier. So like, if you're bullish on the Magic, you got to hope all those guys do what they did last year. Fournier's better. Uh, Aaron Gordon takes a step forward, whatever the hell that means. At this point in his career, uh, I think he kind of is what he is, at least in Orlando. So here, here's what you're hoping. Crazy roster imbalance. I you're hoping 38 games. You're hoping Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba take, I think. I know, look, I like Jonathan Isaac, but where the hell? He's not a, despite what Magic fans will yell at you and Brad, he's not a three. No, he's not a three. Like, where, where, 
the, again, it's the same problem I've had with this team for like a couple of years where it's just like, what are you doing with roster building? With so here, here's the reason that I will not bet on this. Please. I think Steve Clifford's a top 10 coach in the league. He's spectacular. I will say yeah. this, the message wears off. Yeah, I don't know if you choose when it wears off. As we saw in Charlotte, it's only sustainable for so long. That said, it might not be this year. And like I underestimated what they would be defensively last year. Still, I don't trust that bench. And like you really have to – it's got to be elite from Isaac. Bamba's got to be useful. And you, you kind of got to believe Fultz can give you something as, as your second point guard. And you have to believe maybe a leap in Aaron Gordon? Again, and like I said, I don't know what that means at this point in his career. He just seems to be what he is. Yeah. Right? Like – I mean, last year was his age twenty three season. Like, I he's get that, young. but he's he's also in his fifth year now, fourth year, fifth year. He just got an extension for fifth. I think this actually might be his sixth coming up. <laughs> no, he just got an extension. Yeah, he got an extension last year. So you're right. <sighs> yeah, this is his sixth year. So, like, I mean, like, I get everybody's like, oh, twenty three. It's like he's an old twenty three, old soul in the league. Like, I just, I think there's a little regression, and I just can't. I just. I can't believe this is going to be another – this season would be better than last, and that's what it has to be to get over this number. So I agree with you on under. The last team here. The last team. The Washington Wizards. Who's the who's the third best player on the Wizards, Sam? Our favorite summer league game. The Washington Wizards, 26 and a half. Are they going to play Bradley Beal 82 games again? Don't do that to Bradley Beal. Why did he play 82 games? So, yeah, I think that the usage... He's rest Bradley Beal. The usage of Bradley Beal is where my number one question comes in. So, who is who is the third best player on the Wizards? Like, we're assuming Brad Beal and Thomas Bryant probably is second, right? Um, Which, probably not great that that's your second. Yeah. Davis Bertans now? Might be Davis Burton's. Might be... Uh, Ish Smith. Oh, one ish, two ish, reddish, bluish. Yeah. Odiks. It's uh, not great. I think that the so I'm I'm under on this team all the way. Like I'll probably bet on this under. Yeah. Um, twenty six and a half is a little high because I think that they're at <laughs> some point either going to shut down Bradley Beal. Put it this way: if you think that this team is out of the playoff picture after forty games, at some point Bradley Beal is probably getting shut down or. If Bradley Beal hasn't accept, hasn't accepted his extension, he might get traded. Like they, I mean, I, it doesn't seem. I will say this: it does not I would seem think it would like the season. Wizards. It does not seem like the Wizards are interested in trading Bradley Beal. No, I wouldn't think it would happen until the off season. I'd be very surprised by a deadline but deal. Bradley Beal's value is a lot higher at the deadline to get him. I agree. Playoff runs instead of one. Yeah, so, I totally. You have to consider it if he if he straight up tells you no in January. Right. So. If he hasn't signed that extension by January and says, I'm not signing it this offseason. Yeah. I yeah, look, yeah, take calls. I do not know if, I, in fact, I know that they're not interested in trading Bradley Beal right now, but you gotta take calls. Like, you have to. You're doing a disservice to your organization if you don't. I'll practice not to. Yeah, so. But this this roster is hideous. And like, Bradley Beal is a saint, and I adore him. One of my favorite dudes to talk to in the league. I just want Brad to be like happy somewhere. And, and like, here's the other thing too. Like I'll give you guys like a preview of when, of who's next in these rankings that I have. The wizards are 27th in my prospect rankings thing. Yeah. I mean like they don't have a lot, Like you gotta be real bullish on Rui and most, most people aren't. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what to do with the wizards right now. I mean, it's it's not great. 
Yamahini. Shout out Jamaria Jones. Hey. Uh, so let's run. We did the East. Let's run through who we got. We got. Uh, I'm over on. Uh, or no, I'm under on Boston. You're over on Boston. I'm Not over on. Thing. I'm over on Nets. You're under on Nets. Mm-hmm. The rest of them we oh. agreed. Yes. Knicks under. 76ers yep. over. Raptors over. Bulls over. Yep. Cavs under. Pistons over. Pacers under, Bucks under, Hawks under, Hornets under, Heat stay far, far away for your own health, yep. uh, Magic under, and Wizards under. We've got one, We're two, under three, on four, five, six, seven, eight unders, basically. Hey, that's not bad. There's... Uh, well, 15 we, teams? That's not ter- I mean, there are a couple stayaways, but like... Yeah, we're, we're eight out of... 15? Uh, maybe it's eight and a half, because we're both... We're like, we've split on the Nets in Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, we're, we're low on the East, I think. Well, not, not high on the East. Yeah. Not, I, also, I also, like, my, my natural tendency is to lean under, as anybody that follows you boy for college football knows. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Robbie. Robbie, please... Tell the people where they can find your work. Tell the people yeah. where the Punkcast is, please. The, the Punkcast is on the interwebs. Find it, the Punkcast. Uh, if you're into the college football gamblings, we're not always great, but we're we try to have fun and uh, all that good stuff. Um, so that's that's a podcast on the interwebs. Uh, I'm at Uprox uh, doing dime, doing random other sports things, media stuff. I'm all over the place, but uh, Uprox.com/sports or dimemag.com. Either way, you can find my stuff there. Uh, yeah, man. Excited. Uh, are we doing MVPs? Ooh, real yeah. Fast? We do We do want to do MVPs real fast. Are we doing Let MVPs me, real fast? Let's pull it let up. pull up. MVP. Westgate we, odds. Westgate. Westgate has treated us so well. I don't think Westgate has MVP odds because that's a voting thing. I don't think they can post this. All right. The first thing I found is Odd Shark. It's like updated. Apparently, right, let's track um, it. Let's see what we got. This is as of September 9th, so let's assume that some of these are fine at least. Um, I have no idea where this. This is uh, these are bet online, so let's just go to bet online. Okay, that's fine. That's just easier. Basketball futures. Oh, there's some division stuff here. I like any East Division things that are interesting. I don't think. So. I mean, what's the Southeast? Well, we, we talked about... Uh, the Heat the, minus 125 in the Southeast is probably not a bad bad idea. Just, that's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, we got the Bulls at plus 255, 275 yeah. in some places to make, For, the, playoffs. make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I can't find... This is this is riveting stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. Bet Online does... Uh, Bet Online has like a player prop section. No, that's where you make like weird, weird shit. What is this? Rock bottom right now. All right, let's just go off of those, the ones that are on Odd Shark. Giannis was plus 300, Steph Curry yeah. plus 500, James mm-hmm. Harden plus 700, Kawhi Leonard plus 800, LeBron plus 900, Anthony Davis plus 1,000, Joel Embiid plus 1,200, Luka Doncic plus 16, Nikola Jokic plus 16, Carl Towns plus 20, uh, Damian Lillard 25 to 1, Paul George 25 to 1, Russell Westbrook 25 to 1. Uh, do we need to go further? No, I think, I think, I think we're good. Uh, if you bet Zion Williamson fifty to one, just send me money. It'll go. Yeah. Just, it'll it'll go just as well. Yeah, you'll actually be helping someone who wants money. He's probably yeah, playing like, a wedding. Just send him money. I am. Just send me. Just Venmo your boy if you're really thinking about betting Zion. It's a terrible bet. Um. Anyway, yeah. I've got um, I've got one that I really like. What you got? 
Damian Lillard at 25 to one, I think is awesome. I don't hate it. I, I think that's some value. I mean, he's going to, he's going to do what Dane does. And if they're, if they're top half of the West in this year's West, if they're th- third or so, he's going to be why I, I, I feel you. So here, here's uh, my case. Uh, yeah. I think Steph is a, honestly like a pretty good bet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they'll give Steph a third MVP, if only because of like voter uh, just being tired of voting. I, for well, Steph. I, I guess I think it's been long enough. Maybe. And like the narrative machine is already kind of spinning for Steph as far as like this is going to be the year that he's back. And if he does what Steph does and can do and they kind of like let him loose um, and the Warriors are in it in the West before Clay gets back. I, I I think he's a good bet at five five to one. Uh, Giannis, I think it's plausible. I think Joel Embiid's like very plausible. I like Embiid at twelve to one. I like Embiid yeah. at twelve to one. If they win the East, I think that's actually a pretty good bet. But yeah. my only question with Embiid is, does he play sixty five games? I don't I think, so. think so. Like with Kawhi, like I think Kawhi plays sixty five games. Um, mm-hmm. James Harden. Yeah, I wouldn't bet has Kawhi. To... I wouldn't bet Paul George is not going to play a lot. I don't think. I think they're going to be. He's not going to play till November. And then I think they're going to be cautious with him going forward because it's both shoulders. Honestly, like I do think Harden it's seven to one is a good bet. I, was, I mean, look, anytime you can bet Harden for like not as a favorite, it's not a bad bet in the MVP. He's going to do what James Harden does. Like, and like there is that uh, sense of oh, this dude deserves an MVP. Like he deserves, yeah, yeah, like he deserves to win it. Like again, like. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I don't hate that. I think of the of the very top guys, if you're talking about the, the guys inside 10 to 1, Stephen, Stephen Harden are the two I would be cool backing. Yeah, and if you're looking for longer Which, ones. Uh, Embiid and Lillard. Yeah. Like, J- James Harden hasn't won an MVP, has he? Yeah, he won two years ago. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he won 2017. He was going for back-to-back. Yeah, that's right. Um, he finished second sandwiched around us. Yeah. How about how about, oh Jason Tatum one hundred to one? What? Send us your money. Um, God, it'll go to my wedding. Yeah, Lil, to me, Lillard at twenty five, Embiid at twelve is good. Um, Steph at five, James at seven. I'd be fine with all this. Yeah, and then Giannis like, will win, and you'll just be out money. I probably can't really make a case for Dre at a hundred. No, he's no. Yeah, not gonna happen. Um. It's a no, little bit for for all of the jazz fans out there who yell about Rudy Gobert disrespect. Rightfully, by the way, Rudy Gobert's odds are not listed. Not on the board. Uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert, top like twelve player, maybe twelve top fifteen defense, player defense, in the NBA. Defensive player of the year. We've got players we've got uh, there, like minus minus two hundred probably. We've got Nick, Nick Vucevic, Mike Conley, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. Mike on the Jazz. D'Angelo Russell. I'm talking about so, the guys that are on got, this list. I know. I'm just DeMar, saying, DeMar Jazz, DeRozan. So they, got, they got a guy in Utah. They got a guy. <laughs> Zion's got, on this list. Donovan Mitchell's on this list. They got the, they got two guys on the list. Look at the Jazz. The best player on the Jazz is not on the list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, please go subscribe to The Athletic. I'm releasing this big project, uh, breaking down young players in the NBA. Uh, listen to the podcast. We'll be back at some point. Uh this week with more. So until next time, we'll talk soon. Bye.